Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Top Stories. It's producer Chris. Now we're going back to May 2008 and Bugle issue 171, Dead Hill Walking. John and Andy cast an eye over the state of the US presidential election and the Hill in Questions flogging campaign. Flogging? Top story in this week's Bugle and we have grave news. Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign is grievously ill. Friends, family and grieving financial backers are gathered around the campaign's bedside. Reports from within the Gary Hart Memorial Campaign Hospice say that the campaign is, quote, as good as dead and barely functioning as a real campaign anymore. Staff at the hospice said, we've seen countless campaigns going the same way over the years, but it doesn't make it any easier. Hillary Clinton has continued her slow, elegant freefall towards defeat, tugging away at the ripcords of primary parachutes in North Carolina and Indiana, both of which failed to inflate enough to halt her plummet towards failure. And even her emergency superdelegate rocket boots look as if they're about to let her down. She's become like the Japanese soldiers who fought on long after World War II had ended. Hiru Onoda fought on for 29 years after the end of the war until his old commander, Major Taniguchi, gave him the official orders to stop. This could well happen here. She could be campaigning long after Obama or McCain are sworn in as president next year. The voices calling for her to pull out are increasing in number and volume, and they're now starting to resemble not so much critics as concerned boxing spectators screaming out, Stop the fight! as someone gets repeatedly pummeled, throwing anything that even resembles a towel towards the ring. Stop the fight! Oh, for the love of God, stop the fight! In fact, doctors at Democratic headquarters are urging Clinton to make the end as quick and painless as possible, perhaps a kindly pillow over the face, a caring vial of cyanide in its morning grits, a lovingly American baseball bat round the back of the head. But sources close to Hillary Clinton suggest that she uh, prefers to let it die a natural death on grounds of self-promotion. How has this got so bad, Andy, that I actually feel sorry for her now? This is one of the least sympathetic people in the country, and yet I just want to give her a hug. 
Then, then though, she goes and says something about how Obama can't get the support of working class white people. The moment passes and I have to withdraw that hug offer and she must remain unembraced. Her campaign is now $25 million in debt, 11 million of which is her own money, which she has loaned herself. And American democracy really is the biggest and the longest in the world, Andy. It's also the most expensive, so it just has to be the best. It's like art. If it's expensive, it must be good. <laughs> the cost of becoming president is no longer the most mind-blowing statistic. It's now how much it costs to lose. That you can spend a billion dollars and still not be president. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. I guess that just shows how far the dollar has been devalued. <laughs> Uh, but Clinton claimed after winning Pennsylvania a short while ago that the tide was turning. And she was right, but sadly that tide proved to be the one at the edge of a small inland pond, slightly <laughs> exacerbated by a passing pedalo. Uh, <laughs> she also told supporters after squeaking a victory uh, in Indianapolis uh, last week that it was now full speed onto the White House, albeit that was full speed on a two-legged donkey. And the White House in question was, in fact, Jack and Meg White's house, where the Clintons are taking on the white stripes in a behind-closed-doors, winner-takes-all triathlon of drinking, shrieking, marked for both volume and pitch, and caged wrestling. Bring your own chair. Well, there's only going to be Meg and Hillary left standing at the end of that one. <laughs> but what happens when you owe donors so much, Andy? Well, things like this happen. Ardent Clinton supporter Harvey Weinstein reportedly threatened Speaker Nancy Pelosi with cutting funding to the Democrats if they didn't find a way to count the delegates from Michigan and Florida. That kind of thing happens. You get held to ransom by the executive producer of The Nanny Diaries. There have been many signs of this doom ahead, though. Hillary compared herself last week to the horse Eight Bells just before the Kentucky Derby, a horse who was second favourite. Sadly, Eight Bells came in second and was then immediately euthanised on the track. Unfortunate and yet prescient. <laughs> well, there are very few politicians have quite such an amazing ability to do predictive metaphors of their own careers. I think she should be praised. I guess she's not really in demand as a horse pundit anymore. Please, <laughs> don't pick my horse, Hillary. Don't pick my horse. It's only young. But so is it fizzling out a bit, the Democratic campaign, John? Because there's quite a few uh, primaries left, uh, but they're all quite small. And I think the Democrats really need to look at how they organise their campaign. There's a real lack of drama I think they probably should have kept a few of the big states to the end to get a, a real showdown. That's really what the, the fans want to see. Yeah, her chances of winning do now look as remote as the chances of any candidate in this race being photographed at a rally without appearing to do a Nazi salute. I guess it is quite hard to wave at a crowd or even gesticulate in any way without at some point looking like you're doing a Nazi salute. And that is always the picture chosen. I guess the key is to make sure that everyone standing behind you isn't also doing the same action. That's when it starts to look suspicious. Are you saying Hitler was just very badly misconstrued by photographers, Andy? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, anything out of context looks bad. <laughs> Albeit his was in context and looked bad. <laughs> and was bad. And was bad, yeah. It didn't just it look bad. It was really bad. Yeah. I'm not saying the waving was the worst side of his character. <laughs> but it, it was yet another unpleasant one. That was another top story. Thanks for listening. Discover more from the Bugle Empire at thebuglepodcast.com where you can donate and become a subscriber and get these episodes without any ads. Mwah. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. 
In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.